Welcome back to Festival Radio. I'm Martin Bamford and I'm joined by Greg Davis, fresh off the stage. So Greg, would you like to start by introducing yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm Greg Davis. I'm a specialist in behavioral finance, so crossing psychology and finance theory. Um, I run a small consultancy that helps to build profiling tools and solutions for, for large, um, large companies. And I've also just joined Oxford Risks to um, help them build out their suite of behavioral profiling tools. Now, behavioral science is in the headlines at the moment. Professor Richard Thaler winning the Nobel Prize just a few weeks ago for that subject. For the uninitiated, tell us, what is it and how does it apply to the world of financial planning? Well, so I think we we need to dial back a bit there to to classical economic theory. And this is going to sound very tedious, but it's it's an important uh, basis. Basically, classical finance and classical economic theory make this assumption that we as humans are completely rational all the time. And now, it won't come surprise to anyone out there that that's not actually the case. What is surprising is that uh, economists have assumed this for so long. Now, behavioral economics and behavioral finance are really the attempt to ask the question, how do people really make decisions? Mm -hmm. How does our psychology affect our decisions? How does our mood affect our decisions? And then if you put that into into the practical context where I am, how do we use that knowledge to help people make better decisions? So it's this weird mix of finance theory, all the the geeky sort of numbers, risk return, trade-offs, et cetera, Mm. mixed with psychology to try and help people to to improve their financial situation. I know that part of it is understanding the inherent biases we all have and how some of these impact upon things like the investment decisions we make. So Mm -hmm. have you got a particular favorite one of those and how it's applied in real life? Oh, there's, there's so many. I mean, part of the issue I have is there, there, there's almost a bias bias. Mm-hmm. There's this tendency whenever we find a psychological phenomenon, we, we, we slap the word bias after it and we add it to a, a long list of biases. But from a, a financial perspective, uh, you know, I think one of the most important things is the fact that we as humans, uh, we like to be comfortable. And every decision that we make, we make in the present. I, I don't make a decision in the future. I make decisions now. And that means that in order to make a decision, what I will do is, in small ways, mostly, but sometimes in big ways, I will deviate from the right answer if the comfortable thing is not the right answer. Right. So there's this constant tension between the right thing to do and the comfortable thing to do. And as humans, we tend to reach for the comfortable thing. We, you know, if you're, if you're trying to diet, you reach for the chocolate cake. If you're trying to give up smoking, you reach for the cigarette. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to make a good investment decision, you reach for whatever you read about in the newspaper that, that morning. We, 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 as humans, don't like to feel uncomfortable, so we end up making poor decisions as a result. So recognizing that we like to move towards comfort rather than necessarily what's right, what can we do about that? You know, what, what steps can we take consciously to make better decisions? Well, that's partly where the role of, of advisors comes in. But um, if we know, if we have a good grip on what a good decision looks like or what a good investment portfolio looks like or what a good retirement solution is, our job is to find ways of making that more comfortable, mm-hmm. to try and narrow this gap between the right answer and the, and the comfortable answer. Uh, and some of that is by helping people to understand themselves, to know themselves better. And in doing that, we can figure out where their points of discomfort are and we can help mm-hmm. to guide them through it. Some of it is how we present information to people. Um, if, you are const- if you're trying to get someone to make a 10-year investment decision, mm-hmm. but you're constantly putting one-week returns in front of people, you've chosen to portray information to them in a way that's going to exacerbate this gap between right and comfortable. So there's a whole raft of tools out there. Mm. Um, the, where we should be going as an industry is starting to package these tools into systems where we can use to guide decisions in a way that narrows this gap for people. 
Um, you know, one route to this is you become an expert in behavioral science um, and you carry all that around in your head and you hope it comes out at the right time with the right mm -hmm. client at the right moment. Um, but for all of us, if we're trying to advise clients, it would be useful if there were tools out there that would help to guide both advisors and clients through decisions mm -hmm. in a way that made it more comfortable. And that's where I think we're going. A lot of this is, is coming, we're coming to the point where a blend of behavioral design, data, data analytics, and digital, we're able to build these, mm -hmm. these decision support tools for people. Greg, thank you for coming on Festival Radio. Before you go, where can listeners find out more about you and the work at Centaps? Um, so Centaps is www.centaps.com, which is C-E-N-T-A-P-S-E. Um, so that's C-E-N-T-A-P-S-E. -E. Name deliberately chosen, one of the few words left that had an available <laughs> .com handle. Um, and Greg B. Davis uh, at, at, on Twitter, at Greg B. Davis. That's I-E-S. Fantastic. Thank you.